All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong and I'm the Get Fit Guy. The new year is upon us, and that means that resolutions, clean slates, and some newly minted willpower is plentiful. Before you set your fitness goals in stone, I've got a few wishes from some fitness professionals that you may want to keep in mind. From SoulCycle to Orange Theory to Body Pump to Pure Bar, we've covered many of the most current fitness trends of 2018. From push-ups to squats to burpees to slouching to the dangers of stretching, we've looked at many ways to move our bodies and how we can improve on what we already know. From our DNA to our HRV to EMS devices to HIT, we have dissected many acronyms and looked at how they can improve our fitness lives. Well, today I'm bringing in some experts to weigh in on what they would like to see us focus on in this coming year. My goal with this is to set us off on the right fitness foot for 2019. Now, the great thing about reaching out to a diverse group of experts like this is that you never know what kind of answers or ideas you're going to get. And these seven fitness pros did not disappoint me. There is not a boring answer in the bunch. Now, don't panic if you're worried that this episode is going to be filled with advice to spend more of 2019 in the gym or to go and sign up for a 100-mile death march or to spend all of your savings on the latest home fitness equipment. Well, don't fret. None of them suggest anything like that. So, okay, let's dive in first with my friend Abel James. Abel James is the fat-burning man and a New York Times best-selling author, award-winning talk show host, multi-instrumentalist, and a serial entrepreneur. And you can find him at fatburningman.com or abeljames.com. All right, take it away, Abel. Happy solstice and new year, everybody. This is Abel James, and I'm here because my good Canadian buddy, Brock, asked if I might want to collaborate with him on a little thing. And I said, of course, I love Canadians and I love you too, Brock. So he asked me, what is a fitness trend you would like to see more of in 2019, as well as what is a trend you'd like to see go away? So let's start with the go away one. How's this? I'd like to see every new diet go away. I think we can all agree at this point that we don't need more diets out there. There are 16 bajillion. What we need is a return to common sense principles, to eating our veggies, to uh, getting in touch with the earth, eating intuitively. We all know how to do these things. It's a matter of putting them into action. So anything that's new, that promises all of the solutions to all of your problems, anything that seems to be a magic bullet, just give it a break. You already know the answer. You are your own guru. Now, what would I like to see more of in 2019? 
Uh, I would love to see more of recreational exercise. What I mean by that is exercise that's fun, that almost doesn't feel like exercise. So as an example, for the past few weeks, I've been waking up before sunrise really early in the morning. And with my dog, uh, we live at 8,000 feet now in Colorado in the Rocky Mountains. We'll hike up or run up to the top of the mountain to see the sunrise, to do some Qigong exercises, kind of like a movie, moving meditation, and then do some meditation as well. So uh, anything that you like to enjoy when you go out there with friends, family, pets, whatever, have fun. Working out doesn't have to be punishing or too intense or ridiculously hard. It can be a blast too. So I'd love to see some more kind of unstructured, just fun and play outdoors, preferably in 2019. So look forward to that. Once again, I'm Abel James. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to Brock for asking me to do this. We'll see you next time. Happy New Year. That was a great way to kick it off, Abel. Thank you. Now, next up, we've got Katie Bowman, who's an internationally recognized biomechanist, author, podcaster, and science communicator that you can find at nutritiousmovement.com. All right, take it away, Katie. I don't think we could call it a trend as it sort of forms the backbone of exercise science historically, but let's say an approach to fitness I'd like to see changed is exercising as a means to get rid of calories, as well as exercising for the sake of being a great exerciser. Now, there's nothing wrong or false with either of these. When you exercise, you will both utilize calories and become better at exercising, or the exercise that you do, making you more likely to do it again and again and again. However, what this approach doesn't do is help you figure out the specific movements you need to be able to do to facilitate non-exercise movement experiences. And what I mean by that is many people, many very fit, will come to me because they've developed a frozen shoulder or have worn through the cartilage in one of their knees or have low bone density now in some areas of their spine. They can still ride their bikes or log their run or complete their exercise class just fine, although maybe they need to supplement with a brace or pain medication, but they can't move comfortably any other time. They can't pick up their kids or grandkids and they can't go for a walk in a park or be comfortable hiking or camping. They've been told not to lift anything heavy for the rest of their lives. What this current reduced calorie slash fitness approach to exercise has done has robbed us of a larger movement context. It's prevented us from seeing just how many types of movements there are that need to be done on a regular basis. It's kept us from recognizing that physical movement isn't only done to manage weight or become fit. Movement well distributed over a body and over a day versus a small handful of parts moving the small handful of minutes that is a workout is what nourishes our body. Each part of our body needs to be nourished through movement. A collection of nourished parts is what makes a nourished whole. And what we're trying to nourish is not only our parts. We're trying to nourish the movements required for robust human experiences that occur not only during a bout of exercise, but in daily life. Instead of exercising to check it off, Come up with a movement goal that's not about exercise, that includes other people or a passion of yours. Maybe it's nature or community service or the environment or your family. If we consider the law of specificity, that you're going to get better at the movements you're doing, how well are you training for the movements in life? 
I'd love to see this be on the intake form for all gyms and personal trainers. How can I develop a movement program for you that makes moving when you're not exercising more fulfilling? These programs would think of you as more than a collection of calories and more than a particular body composition. They would consider you as a body with an ecology, someone with many hats, many goals for your life, and many, many movements to put into your daily life that can help you fulfill your purpose. Thanks, Katie. I am a big fan of that philosophy as well. Now, keep this thing moving and roll right into my friend Tawny Prezak Gibson, who's a holistic health and endurance sport coach, a triathlete or multi-sport athlete, a writer, a speaker, and the host and owner of the EndurancePlanet.com podcast. Take it away, Tawny. Hi, this is Tawny Prezak Gibson from the Endurance Planet podcast and just want to say it's an honor to be featured on Get Fit Guys. So the trend I want to focus on is high intensity interval training or HIT as we're calling it. Uh, this is absolutely nothing new to the fitness world, but definitely it's blowing up right now and it's a huge trend as we've seen in 2018 and going into 2019. And HIT is something that I'm actually very much both for and against. So let's look at it this way. In a world that's already overloaded with stress and stuck in this chronic sympathetic fight or flight state as far as our nervous system is concerned, I think that hit over time may only add to problems such as burnout, hormonal and or adrenal dysfunction, and or even injury and other health problems. So if you're already having issues with these kind of things, you know you're a high-stress person, you run on adrenaline, and you might even know that you're having chronically elevated levels of cortisol, then HIIT training may not be the best idea for you. Um, even if you suspect that this is the case for you, you may want to give a second thought to the type of intensity that HIIT is going to entail and whether it's good for you. Uh, with HIIT training, form and technique also become so much more important, and often these aspects are ignored for the sake of getting the workouts done as fast as possible, especially in group environments. I've seen it happen and it's scary. This is where we put our body at major risk for injury or other health problems. Think of it this way too. If you want if you're someone who wants to work out quite a bit and you're just focusing on hit you might be put running yourself into some trouble, maybe not right away, but in the long term. With exercise, there's a generally an inverse relationship between intensity and volume. The more intensity something is, the less volume there should be of it. Yet what we're seeing is these people taking on HIIT programs and smashing themselves multiple times a week without adequate recovery. And again, like I said, over time, maybe not right away, but over time, this is a recipe for disaster. Uh, so I would say HIIT alone, probably not a sustainable approach to exercise. It also lacks a bit of a focus on flexibility, mobility, and really it only recognizes one heart rate zone, max. Meanwhile, if you listen to Endurance Planet, you know that I and a lot of my guests are huge proponents of a type of training called MAF training, that's M-A-F training, which utilizes the 180 formula that is exercising at a heart rate of 180 minus your age, a lot lower intensity than HIIT. So by partaking in more of an aerobic training component too, this is what helps dial in our metabolic efficiency and ability to burn fat for fuel. And I also see it as incredibly healthy for your mental wellness, heart, bone, blood pressures, you name it. Here's the other thing with HIIT training too. If you're one of those people that squeezes in a 20, 30 minute workout, but then you're rather sedentary for the rest of the day, we're actually seeing that this is not considered a healthy approach for your long-term well-being. And that sedentary time may outweigh the exercise time as far as you know your overall health benefits now and in the future. So again, I would look at fitness as a spectrum. You know, HIIT training does have its place 
Um, I think it's a lot, there's a lot of benefits for it. You know, it really can increase your high end. It's a great bang for your buck as far as maximizing work done in a short amount of time. However, don't just go one-sided and go all out all the time. Add aerobic training to your workout routine as well and keep this healthy balance approach to your fitness. Your nervous system will thank you and you will not be one of those people who is chronically stuck in a fight or flight state. And, you know, hey, if HIT is your thing and you're still convinced that that's the direction you want to do, then just meditate as well. And that at least is going to give you a little bit more of that balance. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Nice. Thanks, Tawny. Before I go on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, all about metabolism. And his company, MetPro, continues to help thousands of people transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism through concierge coaching. Now, I spent a couple of months actually using MetPro a while ago, and it was a really cool experience, I have to say. MetPro is doing some really interesting and innovative work to help you better understand your body so you can get the results you want. And MetPro actually just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and the tailored strategy that their experts are using. And you know what? It's not a food logging tool or a workout app for that matter. The MetPro app actually allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to using science. And my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up if you head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to take advantage of this opportunity. That's metpro.co slash getfitguy for up to one month for free. Okay, let's keep it moving and we'll roll right into Trevor and Angie Spencer. And you may recognize their voices from an earlier Get Fit Guy podcast. Trevor and Angie are runners, coaches, and the hosts of the Marathon Training Academy podcast. And you can find them at marathontrainingacademy.com. All right, let's hear from Trevor and Angie. Hey, this is Trevor and Angie from the Marathon Training Academy podcast. One trend that we'd like to see more of in 2019 is masters runners or people over 40 running a marathon or half marathon. Yeah, that's right. One exciting trend in this last year was that their increasing number of older adults are taking up running and many are running their first marathons in their 60s and 70s. So a person's actually considered a master's runner from the age of 40 on up. And there's some statistics saying that master's runners now represent approximately 50% of all marathon finishes and some are even posting top times at ultra marathon events. And Angie, you became a master's runner this year. Yeah, so that maybe that topic is very dear to my heart because of that. <laughs> well, that's the cool thing about running is you can get into it later in life. Not that 40 is late, quote unquote, later. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we do have folks that listen to our podcast who have started running in their 50s and their 60s. And you can really do some amazing things in your running, even if you start you know, later in life. I think the takeaway is that there's never a bad time to start running or to pick running up again if you've fallen out of the habit. And this very positive trend that we've seen is having some races, they're breaking down their master's category instead of just lumping all the 40 plus individuals into the master's category. They're also bringing the category of grandmaster for those who are 50 plus and senior grandmasters for 60 plus. And there's a push to make another category called veteran grandmasters for those age 70 plus. It's awesome. And we just saw a recent example in the news of what older runners can accomplish. Uh, Gene Dykes of Pennsylvania, he just broke Ed Whitlock's world master's record for 70 plus in the marathon. 
He did a two-hour, 54-minute and 23-second finish at the Jacksonville Marathon in Florida. At the age of 70. At the age of 70, yeah. So to break that down, that's a 639 mile consistently through the marathon or 407 per kilometer. And then it doesn't stop there. Following his marathon, he went on to race a 50K on December 1st. And then on December 2nd, he ran the California International Marathon. That is awesome. So, you know, that's an extreme example of someone in their 70s accomplishing great things. But, you know, even for the person who considers themselves more of an average runner, there is so many health benefits and psychological benefits that you can get from running and just taking your fitness to the next level. So that's a trend we would like to see continue in 2019. I love that. And not only because I'm starting to get older, but because, you know, it's an inspiration for all of us. Okay, let's roll right into my friend Brad Kearns, who's an author, a podcast host, a professional speed golfer, and a former professional triathlete that you can find at bradkearns.com. Hi, it's Brad Kearns, host of the Get Over Yourself podcast and co-author with Mark Sisson of the Keto Reset Diet and Primal Endurance. This is my Christmas wish list for 2019. You know what I'd like to see more of? More inconsistency with one's exercise patterns. I believe that consistency is overrated in the context of building fitness and avoiding the disastrous patterns of overtraining and overly stressful lifestyle habits in general. I would like to see people take more days off, more easier workouts where you slow down your usual pace and curtail your usual duration. As a consequence, we can pursue higher highs when we go for our peak performance efforts where we really push and challenge ourselves to achieve a fitness breakthrough. But you cannot access your true peak performance potential until you have a healthy balance of stress and rest in your exercise program. And I think many people, especially those type A, highly motivated, goal-oriented, driven folks, the ones in the gym before the sun comes out and out there putting in the miles on the roads, rain or shine, a lot of those people have a tendency to want to accomplish something reasonable every single day, to fill in every page in your training log rather than stay home, relax, look at the rainstorm out the window with a cup of coffee, or perhaps take a walk or take a hike instead of yet another tempo run, or take a visit to the gym to stretch and roll out on the roller rather than hoisting heavy weights every single time you go in there. It's okay to have recovery workouts that do not stimulate the fight or flight response, but rather leave you feeling relaxed and slightly energized afterward rather than trashed. So that's my wish for 2019. We take it easy on ourselves a little bit. We get over ourselves and our intense need to feel accomplished and successful every day by pointing to some work accomplished in training, we have to realize and respect more the importance of recovery as the centerpiece of our training program rather than an afterthought that we pay lip service to. So take it easy, chill, have more fun. Good luck in 2019. Hmm, I'm starting to sense a bit of a trend here, aren't you? <laughs> All right, with that said, let's hear from Debbie Potts 
Now, Debbie is a top age group triathlete. She's a five times Ironman Hawaii world champion qualifier and the host of the Whole Athlete Podcast. And you can find her at thewholeathletepodcast.com. Let's hear from Debbie. Hey, everybody, it's Debbie Potts. I'm the host of the Whole Athlete Podcast, the author of Life is Not a Race, It is a Journey, and the creator of the Holistic Method Program. And this past year, I found that a lot of people were doing high-intensity interval training workouts. Well, these workouts are great, but only two, three times a week. I would love to see in 2019 people do more variety of workouts and try to implement more active recovery days and the other alternate days off the HIIT training. So my suggestions to avoid overtraining and reaching some uh, health issues because of chronic stress is testing their heart rate variability. So you can do this if you have MyZone or another Bluetooth monitor and use the app as Sweet Beat Life and measure your recovery. The other thing I find is kind of a trend right now is cold thermogenesis, which has been around for years, but it's becoming more popular for recovery and inflammation. And also I suggest people to mix it up. If you tend to do HIIT training all the time, maybe you, you add more yoga and Pilates and outdoor hikes and walks. If you're doing yoga all the time, maybe you need to do more HIIT training and strength training with cardio blasts. But we're all bio-individuals, so figure out what works best for you that gives you energy, happiness, and joy, as well as monitoring that heart rate variability and just overall how you are feeling. So checking in with yourself and working on the whole you from the inside out. If you'd like to learn more, find me at debbiepotts.net and on my weekly podcast, The Whole Athlete, as well as my book, Emmanuel, on Amazon. Just search for Debbie Potts. Happy New Year. Yep, there's definitely a trend going on here. Looks like we need to take more rest days, everybody. Okay, and finishing it off is someone who you may be very familiar with if you've been listening to the Get Fit Guy podcast for a while now. He's Ben Greenfield, biohacker, performance coach, and ex-bodybuilder, triathlete, Spartan athlete, speaker, author, and of course, former Get Fit Guy. And you can find him at bengreenfieldfitness.com. What have you got for us, Ben? Hey, I'm Ben Greenfield from bengreenfieldfitness.com, and if there's one trend that I would love to see people continuing in 2019, it would be fasting. That's right. It's a stoic practice that moves the dial on so many fronts from a health standpoint, and I am very pleased to see more people rather than stuffing more supplements down their gaping maw or trying yet another diet, simply implementing a practice of eating less or eating less often. Now, one of the fitness trends that I would like to see less of in 2019 is also arguably more of a dietary trend, but it would be the ketogenic diet. The reason for this is that while our ancestors would have achieved ketosis via, speak of the devil, fasting, and also high intake of plant matter and limitation of sugar and starches, we tend to see a modern ketogenic diet comprised primarily of copious amounts of saturated fat along with heavy intake of expensive supplements. This is not how generations prior to us would have achieved a natural fat-burning state. And I think that the emergence of 
keto snacks and keto cookies and keto shakes and keto oils and keto supplements is not really doing many people any favors. So those are my comments on these trends. And again, I'm Ben Greenfield from bengreenfieldfitness.com. Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you picked up some great tips and you're feeling inspired to get yourself fit in 2019. I know I am. Get Fit Guy is written, narrated, and produced by me, Brock Armstrong, with some heavy lifting and editorial support from Joe Muscolino. Our sprinting social community manager is Morgan Ratner, and our endurance advertising manager is Michelle Margulis. And, of course, we cannot forget the head coach at Macmillan Audio, Kathy Doyle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen to your podcasts. And don't forget, you can join me at facebook.com slash getfitguy, twitter.com slash getfitguy, or brockarmstrong.com. Now, what are you waiting for? Get out there and make 2019 count. Count.